Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian. In this space, you are welcome exactly as you are. Whether you are full of faith or full of doubt, feeling empty or full, questioning or wondering, there is space for you here. Come with an open heart and an open mind. We pray this fills your well today as you hear about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Hi, friends. Welcome to Lady Preacher. I am Pastor Kelsey, and today we have a really special episode for the start of your Holy Week. We get to hear from the perspective of women who were there during the very first Holy Week, from the woman who anointed Jesus's head with oil, from the women who were there when he was crucified, from his mother, and from the women who were there to, to take care of Jesus's body after he had died. And I, I wrote these monologues trying to honor their stories and honor their perspectives. They're based on scripture stories, but we get to hear it in their voices. And we have four really incredible women who I'll let them introduce themselves, but they have volunteered to share their voices with us to embody the voices of these women who were there with Christ. I hope that as you listen, you are touched by their words, that you are able to almost put yourself in their skin and and experience what it might have been like for these women and really hear their stories come alive. Before we dive in, my friends, let's say a prayer together. God who goes with us, we ask that you be present this day as we enter into this very sacred, very holy week. May we have compassion for those who were there walking alongside Jesus. And may we do our best to spiritually come alongside him as he makes this difficult, beautiful, sacred journey. We ask that you center our hearts, center our minds, and center our spirits around your grace. We pray this always in the holy name of love. Amen. Okay, my friends, enjoy hearing these stories from women who were there. I'm the Reverend Emily Lebrecht, and I'll be sharing the story of the women anointing Jesus's feet based on Matthew 26, 6 through 13, and Mark 14, 3 through 9. We knew he was going to die. He told all of us several times, trying to prepare us for what was to come. But so many of them wanted to pretend like it wasn't true. They didn't have ears to hear. But I knew. The women always hear the whisperings of what's going on around town. We had heard powerful men talking. You know, they often forget we are in the room. Or perhaps they figured we didn't understand. There was a plot against Jesus, 
They said he was causing too much trouble, wanting too much change, too fast. They wanted to turn him over to Pilate and the other officials who would surely put Jesus to death. Several days before the Passover, Jesus came over to Simon's home. Martha was busy serving. She loved cooking and being the host, and she was quite good at it. Lazarus, our brother, was sitting with Jesus and the other disciples. I came in quietly and sat among them at Jesus' feet. He smiled down at me, reassuring me that even as a woman, this was my rightful place. I could sit and listen to him teach. At a certain point, there was a lull in the discussion. I had placed an expensive jar of ointment in my apron and took it out. Overcome with love for my teacher, I placed my hand on his foot. He looked down and nodded at me, understanding the sentiment. I opened the jar and poured it onto his feet. I took my long hair and used it to help rub in the oil. The strong fragrance filled the room and everyone stopped talking. I felt all of their eyes piercing me. The disciples turned to one another and whispered something. I couldn't hear them well, but I think it was something about how expensive that ointment was, that my doing this was wasteful. Jesus shot a stern look at the men and rebuked them, assuring them that what I had done was a great and profound act of love. In pouring out the oil on his feet, he said I was preparing him for burial. It was true. I was preparing him for what would come next, showing him the same love and care that he had always shown us, doing what I could to soften the road for him. I knew the next steps of his journey wouldn't be easy. A few days later, another woman anointed Jesus's head with lard. Again, the disciples had criticized her, this time loudly around a table. But Jesus kindly assured her she had done nothing wrong, thanked her for preparing him for burial, and promptly scolded the men. She and I both had the same urge. We wanted to respond to Jesus' love by sharing our love for him. The sacrifice we poured out with our oil and lard was so small in comparison to what he did for us but I know it made him feel loved. I heard that later in the week, Jesus would do something similar for his disciples, wanting them to understand what it means to love and serve. He would wash their feet. I take great comfort in knowing that my small act, pouring oil on his feet, is what allowed Jesus to feel loved and served that day. I pray he always knows how much we loved him. My name is Nicole, and I will be sharing the story of women watching and ministering to Jesus when he died, based on Matthew chapter 27, verses 55 through 56, and Mark chapter 15, verses 33 through 41. We gathered on a hillside a short distance from where the three crosses were placed on the ground one for our friend and teacher Jesus, and two for other people from town being hung for their crimes. Several of us had followed Jesus from Galilee, but we were really from all over. Everywhere Jesus went, he made us feel seen and heard 
and understood. Unlike many of the men in our towns, he acknowledged us and encouraged us to listen to his teachings and learn. He appreciated our questions and never spoke down to us. He made us feel important and loved. It was an awful sight, really, watching him there on the cross. We could see where they had beaten him. We watched as they cast lots over his clothes and placed a thorny crown on his head, mocking him. Once most of the crown had gone away, a few of us, including Jesus' mother, Mary, went and cleaned his wounds as best we could. But then, with his eyes weak but still full of love, he encouraged us to go back and be with the other women. Most of the men hadn't come. They were afraid for their lives, too. Would people recognize them as his disciples? They didn't know what to do, so for now, they were hiding. But we were there, the women. Mary Magdalene, Mary, mother of James, the wife of Zebedee, and Salome. There was nothing more that we could do, but we sat there and we waited with Jesus. We wanted him to know he wasn't alone. This is the Reverend Amy Lundy Whitler, and I'm sharing a reading about Jesus' mother and the beloved disciple. I knew from the moment he was born that this boy was something special. Sure, there were messages from angels, shepherds, and magi. But most of all, it was this twinkle in his eyes. It was the way he made everyone feel important. The way he always wanted to learn more and challenge his teachers and ask really hard questions to the rabbis. He had this way with people. He could get anyone to listen. They didn't always love what they heard, but he told the truth. And people appreciated that. But after a while, there were whispers around town. Once I went with his brothers and we tried to talk him into coming home. He was causing so much of a stir. And my mother's heart just couldn't take it. I worried about him. And then another time, the worries came true. I knew the day it would eventually come. I just, I didn't think it would come so soon. I traveled with the other women to be with him as they took him out to Golgotha. He didn't belong there with the other criminals. All he'd done was love people. No one really spoke to me that day. I, I don't think anyone knew what to say. What do you say to a mother watching her son be hanged? There are no words. There are no words. They stayed with me, though. They held my hand or touched my shoulder. Without saying a word, they bore witness to my pain. When the crowds dispersed, Mary Magdalene, my sister, and a few others decided to go a little closer and tend to him, to my son. I followed, and when we drew near to him, he called me over. He called one of his beloved disciples, too, the only one of the boys who had dared to stay. Jesus looked at me with a love that only a mother could know, and I could feel his pain in the depths of me, almost as deep as my womb. He said to me, Mother, here is your son, and looked at his friend, the disciple, and said, Here is your mother. In his greatest hour of need, 
and his deepest pain, all he wanted to do was make sure I was taken care of. I reached up to touch him one last time. After a brief moment, he encouraged us to go back with the other woman. I knew he wanted to be alone with his God. From the hillside far away, we heard him cry out to God one last time. And then he took his last breath and gave up his spirit. In that moment, everything turned dark. My name is Kenna Ledbetter. I'll be reading for the fourth woman at the burial. This is based on Matthew 27, 57 through 61, as well as Mark 15, 42 through 47, and Luke 23, 50 through 56. After Jesus breathed his last a kind man from Arimathea named Joseph offered to provide a space for Jesus to be buried. He didn't think it was right for his body to hang there on display. He went and spoke to Pilate and Pilate agreed. They could take his body up to a tomb and bury him there. We did as we had always done when someone died. We prepared spices and oils and anointed him. Joseph helped wrap his body in clean linen cloth we laid him there in the tomb. We watched from a distance as they rolled the great large stone in front of the opening. We sat there for a while, just staring, thinking about all that had happened over the last few days. We thought about the crowds that gathered in Jerusalem, the people who lined the streets when we arrived, laying their cloaks on the ground, and the children who reached up and grabbed the palm branches from the trees and laid them down softening the road for Jesus. We thought about the women who had anointed his feet and his head with oil and the way he rebuked the disciples who criticized them. We thought of the disciples who had gathered with him for one last Passover meal and the laughter we heard coming from the upper room. We thought about Jesus's mother and the way she wailed when he breathed his last breath. We thought about Jesus's mother and the way she wailed when he breathed his last breath. We sat there looking at the tomb with the big rock rolled in front of it. It all felt so final. We wondered, was that really all there was? My friends, may you carry these voices and these stories with you as you go through this holy and sacred week. May God be with you. May God bless you. And may God's face shine upon you always and fill you with peace. And we'll see you next week. God bless. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries, and you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. 
You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.